This is the EPLOG audio experience. Hello and welcome to Being the Change, a podcast where people passionate about bringing a change in the society talk about their experiences and how did they change the situation around them by changing themselves. I am Rohan Thakkar and in this episode I chat with Divyan Shukanatra. He is a serial entrepreneur, a clinical psychologist, a thrill seeker and extreme adventure sports enthusiast and is running a non-profit organization called Adventure Beyond Barriers. What's amusing is that he lost his eyesight two decades back when he was 19 due to glaucoma. He is a living proof that if one has a strong will nothing is impossible. Through Adventures Beyond Barrier he is helping the disabled to participate in adventure and endurance sport. He is an activist who has been voicing his opinions for the need for inclusion and erasing the boundaries that exist between the so-called abled and disabled. Listen to this complete episode and I'm sure you will gain a new and fresh perspective about life. Hope you enjoy this episode. Great to have you Divyanshu. I read a lot about you because uh, there's so much that you are doing right now. You are a serial entrepreneur, a psychologist, uh, you are running ABBF and also taking out time for adventure. How do you do so many things, eh? <laughs> Well, it's just about uh, priorities and about uh, what you're passionate about. And um, if you look at uh, what is the uh, common thread or common theme in all the things that I do, is really about managing our emotions, about beliefs and uh, belief systems. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just application of through various means, whether it is whether it is in carpets and boardrooms or whether it is uh, while climbing a mountain, I believe. we we can learn leadership lessons uh, at many places and it's it's just about applying what i have learned and applying what i'm passionate about to making this world a better place mm-hmm. before i start about uh, abbf and what you're doing with it i want to know how your life was when you were growing up when you were a kid or you were in college how was it like yeah, average <laughs> nothing really to write over right home about uh, just love the outdoors and uh, that's where i found myself most of the time mm-hmm. 19 was when you discovered that you had glaucoma and you lost your eyesight due to it how did life change after that that's correct 17 is when i discovered that 17 and, uh, okay I'm, I'm yeah sorry. and 17 19 is when i lost my sight okay. um, so there was that two year period it's a huge change it's a huge shift but uh, you get used to it and uh, like any grief and trauma you you get over it uh, mm-hmm. it takes time but uh, a lot of things change and i and i really uh, believe that i really got to see the world anew and i uh, really got to see the world after i lost my sight mm-hmm. how was your parents reaction to it um, how was your friends reaction to it when uh, when this happened so one of the first things that really hit me is the fact that i knew that there are blind people in the world Mm. um just like everybody else but what really hit me is yes. that i didn't know a single person mm. neither did my family nor my friends or my friends friends nobody in my network knew anybody personally mm. and that was a big realization that was a big big thing that hey we we know but where where are they yes and uh, only when i stepped into the blind world um, or the world of the blind did i meet so many of them Mm-hmm. and i realized that uh, this is a huge population and and it's just that uh, the, the most invisible marginalized population yes the other thing is that uh, because just like myself i didn't know anybody my friends didn't know anybody mm. um, there's a huge challenge in because they just didn't know how to respond yes. because here i was playing cricket and cycling and climbing mountains with them the day before and the next day i go blind they don't know how to respond they don't know what to do they don't know what to say they don't know how to deal with it and and, and the only way they can really deal with it at the age of 18 and 19 is just like kind of mm-hmm. uh, like what boys do is just repress it and don't talk about mm-hmm. it and get on with it so this this they just we just moved on separately mm-hmm. and and i don't blame them for it because neither did i know neither did they know so uh they didn't know better 
Mm-hmm. Then you also realize that uh, how much the world is inaccessible um, yeah. to somebody with a disability in this country. So you you learn a lot. There's there's a lot of learning, and the learning continues till this day. So not only do you have to relearn everything, but you also le- learn that the world is not really geared towards uh, somebody with a disability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and hence uh, you really have to work four times as hard just to stay in the same place, which is really unnecessary. Right, right. But but that is uh, what becomes the major uh, disadvantage. And and mm. remember that I, I was still coming from a place of privilege. I still have a lot of privilege. Uh, mm. I still had had eighteen years uh, of uh, quote unquote normal growing up in normal education. Uh, inclusive education so i was i was way more privileged and yet there mm. were so many disadvantages so um uh, that's that's something you realize along the way that uh, that that uh, disability has has two components to it one is the the medical model which is that yeah physically yes. i can't see anymore uh, that's just mm. a medical condition yeah but the the handicap is from the way the world is constructed yes and and that's a social construct mm that's man-made. That's that's something that you and I have helped create, mm. uh, which is which is the fact that you know it's not that I can't get educated or I can't uh, participate in uh, education because I'm blind. It's the fact that I can't participate in education because the education material is not accessible, mm-hmm. and that is a handicap that is human-made. Right. So I think so, uh, thanks to he- uh, smartphones, a lot of uh, accessibility features have been come on board. Am I right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm talking 20 years ago. I'm really old now. <laughs> yeah. uh, In terms of uh, how many years I feel I've lived, I feel like I've lived 500 years already. But but that, I'm talking mm. 20, 25 years ago. Mm, and mm. Uh, that's a really long time. We didn't have back then 486. I, I had a four eight six and I was like God, uh, and and uh, I had a five hundred MB hard drive which mm. which I could boast about and uh, mm. so <laughs> smartphones and all of that were distant. Yes, uh, things things were mm. not not uh, technology has really really come a long way now, yes. uh, and has empowered and enabled a lot of um, things. However, you have to remember that uh, roughly eighty percent of people with disability come from disadvantaged backgrounds right and and while you and i take a smartphone for granted today mm. that's not that's not fact mm. that's mm. simply because you and I, I move in circles where smartphones are ubiquitous yes but you go one level down and you'll see that it they don't even have phones forget smartphones mm. So they uh, forget the fact that um, they don't have phones, they don't have laptops, they don't have access to this technology. It's too expensive. It's prohibitive. That's right. So yes, while technology has enabled, and I don't take away that, uh, but there's a long way to go. There's a long, long way to go. And there's a lot of things to be done um, in terms of, you know, providing access in terms of access mm. yeah in terms of access and 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 again we're thinking of just one segment of disability there is a whole 21 different categories of Absolutely. disability Absolutely. so uh, while 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 i still go climb mountains and i cycle and things but my friends in wheelchairs can't even come to a bar with me mm. Mm. because because okay we lift because there are a couple of steps while we go into the bar and yeah, okay, while we go in, we can lift them up, which is undignified and totally not mm. done. But who's going to bring them back after a night of drinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a real problem. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, while, while I can laugh about it, it's serious. It I is mean, a it's, real it's problem. It's crazy. It's crazy Absolutely. because 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 we're trapped inside. 50% of people with disabilities are trapped inside their own homes and and then the stigma and discrimination and all kinds of things so we we have a long way to go we we really have a long way to go right all that you have said it makes me realize that the quote unquote normal people have not mingled with people with disabilities be it physical or mental so i have two questions for you why is it that this uh, border 
or barrier mm. in your terms mm. exists uh, and uh, how did you get past this barrier in the last few years you're right about the fact that these two communities don't mix don't don't get to uh, get together and if you think about it how many students with disability were there in your school in your class how many friends with disability do you have and i don't mean relatives they don't come with choice i mean mm. friends none actually and exactly exactly and and the numbers are staggering 200 million people with disability live in india alone 1.3 billion people around the world mm. that's that's practically one in five mm. and you don't have a single friend and you might be what 25 30 whatever 20, and you don't have 20. a single friend oh <laughs> <laughs> half of <laughs> we <laughs> we've been really getting into ageism here yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, which is another stereotype you see yeah. uh, because um, yeah that's that's another stereotype uh, that at 50 you put us in a senior senior citizens category in a marathon <laughs> um, yeah, but um, oh, i have seen people who are who are of double my performance <laughs> exactly <laughs> but but we we but but imagine the label mm. that you're running a ultra marathon and you're 50 and you put in a senior citizens category that label itself yes. is a huge problem yes because at 50 many don't feel like they're senior citizens man come on right so anyways coming back to your question so yeah so so why don't we mix so the reason why we don't mix is simple there is uh, one there's a lot of stigma and discrimination in our country you have lots of religious practices and beliefs in karma and last life sin and and pr- perhaps the parents are sinned or the mother is often blamed as somebody who sinned or, or um there's a lot of um, uh, blame that she has to take from society um, mm. they look down upon and hence they just don't uh, introduce uh, mm. the child with disability to the world mm. because who will marry their sibling if people find out that they have a child with disability or they mm. have a sibling with disability so just mm. hide them inside so just they just trapped inside mm-hmm. the the other thing is that lack of access that um, uh, how do you with limited means and limited economic means how do you get somebody with a disability outside and you know there are no spaces there are no ways to get them on public transport or leisure or cinema houses or restaurants or parks or just getting them outside their apartment is difficult hmm. so again they're trapped inside does this exist in india only and or is it across the globe largely developing countries in different proportions across the globe of course hmm. uh, but then like if you take uk us canada new zealand japan mm. these countries have a very good legal protection legal systems they really did a lot of advocacy there and hence they can't be discriminated here in india we have special schools for people with disability now why do you need special schools what special schools mm. why can't kids go to uh, regular schools as inclusive schools Mm. so if 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 i if if somebody with a disability if a child with disability if you had uh, friends with disability in your school i mean if you had students in your own classroom it would be normal it would be just like anybody else you mm. would grow up saying yeah there are people with disability no big deal and and we wouldn't look like aliens to you because you would have grown up and that would be just like everybody else like how you treat all your friends mm. a big deal but mm-hmm. we go to special schools we're not integrated we there is nothing to integrate us in mainstream society mm. and then your only way for you to know about us is media and how are these schools just to cut you sorry uh, crap uh, i would like to know how are these schools crap total mm-hmm. crap mm. because um one the charity institutions Mm. and that's a fundamental problem because charity never helped anybody mm. it's just about humoring somebody else until the next day and it's mm. about humoring somebody else so that you feel good about it it's a very interesting line which came from one of my previous episodes uh, mm-hmm. where i spoke with pk das who is a environment activist and a city planner 
so mm-hmm. he said that uh, charity is good but it means that it's failure of someone else's job yeah absolutely isn't it my right to receive education mm. why does it have to be charity it's it's a fundamental right mm. it's a fundamental right of of mine to access this world just like everybody else mm. why does it have to be special why does it have to be charity why does it have to be philanthropy why does it have to be kind thing that the world does to me no sorry mm. it has to be a rights based approach and when it's charity then uh, what gets you funding is keeping them disempowered and keeping them mm. as institutions of charity so you receive your funding in donations because imagine you go to quote and quote ngo and all yes. the beneficiaries look really nice and empowered you mm. say eh, why do you need funding they look really good to me Mm-hmm. I don't know, not for profit. And a lot of uh, donors tell me that, you know, Divyanshu, uh, your work looks so good and you, you look like you're so well funded. And, and to give you an honest feedback, you know, uh, this, this is rich people telling me, oh, oh, touch nahi hota, touch. Mm-hmm. Oisa, video dekha na, to sab log mas, mas lagte, ekdam khushi, ekdam mas lagta hai. To mm. touch nahi hota, wo aakme se paani nahi aata. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want your guilt money. <laughs> it it should be with the, uh, about progression I mean, and development. Yeah, but they they're like, oh, but your your beneficiaries um, look so good. I'm like, yeah, they're able-bodied. They they better look good. Mm. My beneficiaries are not people with disability. My beneficiaries are able-bodied because they're learning something about this world. Yeah, they're learning yeah. about empathy, and and this world is for them because everybody is going to need these services someday. and there are only two kinds of people the people with disability and people who haven't found out about their disability yet mm. so i don't know who is the beneficiary is it the person with disability or is it the uh, person who hasn't found out about their disability yet hmm i'm sure in I'm one like, way or the other everyone <laughs> is disabled <laughs> yeah but but but, mm. but when we write for funding proposals yes yes they, they there is a column there that says well, who's your beneficiary Mm. and i always get stumped so i don't get funding mm-hmm. because i can't answer that question i'm mm. like i really don't know <laughs> <laughs> and and when people play together and it builds empathy and fosters dialogue and social change i don't know who's the beneficiary i think everybody is everybody's mm. benefiting mm. absolutely what i need now or what i needed 20 years ago when i went blind is mm. something you might need at 60 or 70 Mm. and i'm True. building a world for you true so that you have a better life when you're 60 or 70 the problem is we don't see ourselves getting old mm. the problem is that we we don't think that we ever are going to lose a sight or hearing or uh, or have difficulty walking or have a stroke we never see that it's mm. like climate change we don't see that far we don't see it's that happening. and we, we don't even yeah. want to talk about it exactly because group. correct so it's it's like denial right mm that's not going to happen to me disability no 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 that that's not going to happen to me i'm a good person mm, but right. disability is most inclusive it doesn't discriminate you might be whatever caste creed religion gender whatever this disability can happen to anybody right absolutely true but unfortunately the human mind is such that we don't see much further beyond our noses mm. like in today's times uh, everyone say that are mere ko corona nahi ho sakta yes that's right mm. <laughs> <laughs> but every day hundreds and thousands of people are getting tested positive yeah mm. that is absolutely um, uh, that that whole attitude kuch nahi hoga right now coming to the second part of the question how did you tackle all these challenges in your past well you have only two choices right either get on with it and and mm. shit happens yeah <laughs> sorry if, if that's the part in the french but but that's exactly what it is man shit happens so mm-hmm. why you clean and get on with it or sit in your pity pool for the rest of your life mm. or do something about it so were you always adventurous or it um, it developed with time no i always loved adventure sports i always loved adventure i, I was curious i was adventurous i was always i always loved the outdoors mm-hmm. and i guess um, nature teaches you um, a lot i think it's one of the greatest teachers there is 
and there's more to learn in the outdoors than than in the classroom That's and true. i hated the classroom <laughs> so i guess i guess my my being in the in the outdoors um, prepared me for what was to come and then uh, it's also about um, seeing opportunities in the adversity uh, adapting and, and and it's it all boils down to your thinking and your belief because uh, even if you and i were sitting in the same room right now mm. would we have the same reality Not we sure. wouldn't mm. we wouldn't and if we were 10 people we still would have 10 realities and if we have 10 realities simultaneously in the same exact room then what is really real mm. what is real is your perception and reality is nothing but your perception your interpretation of things your thinking makes it so well said and and that's how you create your reality mm. and it's and your thinking is in your hands it's in your control Mm. If I think that blindness is the worst thing to happen to me, then it will be so. Mm. But actually, many worse things could have happened. You know what? I could have gone blind and deaf. Mm. I could have gone blind, deaf, and mute, mm. and that would be much worse, right? But that didn't happen. So it's my thinking that makes it so. Right. And and once you start seeing the world from that perspective, what is what is the reality I really want to see? What am I percept? What am I saying to myself about the situation? Mm. That's when you realize that uh, that every situation you have a choice, mm. and and we really make ourselves upset. Nothing in the world can make you feel anything you don't choose to. Mm. We choose it because. Because of the mm. way we think, because mm. of the way we perceive, and that is is liberating. Because there is nothing, nothing, nothing you can throw at me that'll make me feel a certain way. Mm. I make myself feel a certain way, and once you realize that, then then blindness is nothing, right? Right. I mean, uh, it's the biggest gift because I don't have to see crap mm. now. and i can imagine this world <laughs> <laughs> to be a really beautiful place while you sighted folk have to see crap all the time i mean sad for you mm. <laughs> my my sympathies go out to to, to you guys <laughs> whereas uh, uh, i imagine um, uh, i'm surrounded by really hot people and and the most good looking human beings in the <laughs> most gorgeous people in the gorgeous uh, world No, mm-hmm. uh, and that makes me feel really nice. It's a great way to look at life. <laughs> so I I imagine possibilities, mm. and that's that's tremendously empowering. Mm. So so it's really no biggie anymore. Or, um, that uh, given a choice, I wouldn't want to go back to seeing being sighted again, and I mm. have that choice. Mm-hmm. I can get a surgery done and uh, I can go back to seeing again. Mm. But the problem is what is it that I will do different as a sighted person that I cannot do as a blind person? Wow. <laughs> Looking at you you have accomplished so many things that people only dream about even when they have so many things with them. So I can say that it's not what you want but what you have and make the best Absolutely. out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. because Look i have what you have and because people only sit at sit on their couches and think about going to khardungla riding their bicycles or paragliding <laughs> <laughs> and also make doing business uh, creating an empire you have done all this in the last 20 years that's the problem with education hmm. because education never prepared you to fail hmm. it only prepared you to succeed and com- com- compete hmm but fortunately for me i i learned to fail multiple times in school i practically mm. fail all the time and uh, and to me um, that became a biased you know you know what what's the worst that'll happen i'll fail right what's the big deal what's the big deal okay people will laugh at me and say mm. what a bum what was i thinking or mm. maybe i'll say ha ha that was such a stupid way to do it let's let's see how other what are the other ways you can do it mm. we take ourselves too seriously we don't learn to learn to laugh at ourselves we don't um, learn to celebrate failure and um, 
Hence, then you just um, create these things in our own head, right? What if? Mm. What if? What's the big deal? What's the worst that's going to mm. happen? Like mm. when I when I chose to fly, what's the worst that would have happened? I would have died. Mm. That's a big possibility. No, but you don't know if that's the worst thing. Yeah. Have you have you met somebody who's gone to the other life mm. and told you that it's really bad? Out. You don't know. Nobody's mm. come back to tell me how they feel mm. after they died. True. So maybe dying ain't such a bad thing after all. Mm. So it's not the worst thing. And after that, everything else is okay, right? Mm. True. And and I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known that it's possible. Nobody would have known it's possible to fly for a blind person. So true. Brilliant. Coming to adventures beyond barriers. Mm-hmm. How did you start that? What was your uh, vision starting this foundation? So it's a culmination of a lot of things um, of my life, really. Um, starting with the fact that, you know, after I lost my sight, suddenly adventure sports was taken away because suddenly people like, oh, but you're blind. How can you climb a mountain? How can you fly? How can you swim? How can you cycle? Hmm. And that took a huge backseat because I had to learn. But again, the, the handicap or the challenge was coming mostly from the world who said, no, it's not possible. Um, that was one. And then... Um, over time, I realized that what's the biggest challenge that, that I'm facing as a blind person was the biggest challenge that the community of persons with disabilities is really facing. Mm. Uh, it's really attitudinal barriers. It's, it's, an, it's an attitudinal challenge from the mainstream community. And, and it's not that the mainstream community is evil or bad. They just mm. don't know. They simply don't know. And and if they want to know, there is a lot of awkwardness. There is a lot of hesitation. Yes. They don't yes. know where to ask, how to ask, mm. because because they don't never met somebody. Mm. So the the fundamental question for me was simple: if if I want to make a change in this world for this community, what to do? And mm. the answer was really simple: a combination of sport, adventure sports, because again, that's a stereotype that people with disability cannot participate in outdoor adventure sports. Right. We are good when playing chess or whatever. Mm. <laughs> but uh, no, no, adventure sports is impossible. So so one is that. Two, create opportunities for outdoor adventure sports in this country mm. where there is none. Mm. Three, um, simple Nelson Mandela's uh, philosophy that, you know, if he could unite the country using sports, Yes. then we can unite these two communities using sport because sport has the power to unite people. It has the power to bring hope in True. where there's despair. It it really builds empathy Yes, and, and fosters dialogue. So mm. uh, the answer was simple that if uh, you can discover more about a person in an hour of play than a year of conversation. Mm. So there you go. You combine, you, you have people with and without disability participating as equals in adventure sports, whether it's mm. climbing mountains or cycling or scuba diving or flying or marathons. They do it together as, as a team. Mm. They have the same goal. They have the same objective. And, and through the process of doing this together, they really have to get to know each other. They become friends. And yes. all that awkwardness disappears. Um, they really get to know each other. And... Um, a lot of them are people from uh, privileged backgrounds, and uh, that's what they then go back and are able to bring about social change because every person has a sphere of influence. Yes. So you may be CEOs and MDs and HRs. Um, you go back saying, hey, uh, I, I didn't know that people with disability are PhDs and software mm. engineers and computer mm. engineers and well, what have you. And why why can't we look them look at them as uh, mm. as a talent, mm. and 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 they create policies and they employ them or create uh, open their education institutes or create create softwares where people with disability can access because mm. they realize how easy it is for them to do. It's just that they didn't know till now, mm. and they don't have to uh, start a charity. They just do business, and there's a business case. Because yeah. when Uber is accessible, they suddenly have 40 million more users. Mm. When uh, Zomato is not accessible, they're losing out on 40 million users. Simple yeah. as that. There's a business case. Mm. But that business case or that whole social change model happens as a result of empathy and dialogue. Mm. 
and of course for persons with disability here's a great opportunity to to mix with the mainstream community play with the mainstream community make friends socialize learn socializing skills confidence mm. self esteem mm. and an opportunity to really get outdoors and have fun and and celebrate and uh and and through that again what we do is we really process uh, for us the sport is just a tool right hmm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a great way but by playing together and processing it we really change beliefs because yeah. here's an able bodied person who comes in the morning saying a blind person can't climb a mountain by the end of the day he's like hell <laughs> no that's not possible because i've seen it now yeah and our mind our brains can't hold paradoxical beliefs so you can't hold two opposite beliefs in your head at the same time one mm-hmm. has to go mm-hmm. so if he came in th- thinking that blind people can't climb a mountain but now you experienced the exact opposite yeah you can't go back saying the same thing you have to go back changed and mm-hmm. that belief is way more powerful change than uh, ever watching a video in a training video or a classroom session where where you see some inspiring video and then you say oh wow that's amazing but that's a freak show man <laughs> it doesn't change your attitude towards mm-hmm. the larger community Mm. 100% like for example uh, i was interviewing niket on my other podcast on cycling uh, right so mm-hmm. he is an example that uh, a lot of people who think uh, for or uh, who think that it can't be done he is an he is an example of becoming an iron man himself <laughs> absolutely but think about it that yeah. uh, two years ago he did uh, uh, tandem cycling with us from manali to khardungla that's mm. how he came in contact with us mm. that's how the whole a uh, cycling thing started right. that's how he came in touch with this entire population of people mm. and people like chai and and arham and all of them and arham yes. became his sighted guide for the iron man yes but this whole social change happened simply by playing together yeah chai and arham and we all participate in dc so we know each mm. other and we just friends mm, mm. and we're like hey you know what here's a good guy who's you know quite has the potential to become an iron man and and they took him on and they trained him and mm. guess what they that's did. how social change happens absolutely but before that chai and aram mm. didn't know anybody and chai and aram mm. were like how is it possible is it possible how to do it and we're like we'll teach you that that's not a problem so just to come on the technical aspect how did that happen how just take anyone from your so, from, from yeah, your group so, example how did how does one adapt to take on any physical challenge like this well you for us it's just simple you take on whatever you can do mhm and 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 we encourage um uh, uh, every level of your your what do you say uh, whatever goals you may have mm. no goal is small and no goal is big for for me the fact mm. that you are those starting line you already a winner so when people like for example call me and say oh but i've never cycled in my life how can i do manali to khardungla it's 550 kilometers mm. high altitude blah 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 they say it's for pro cyclists i'm like well that's all garbage mm. that's all garbage that's fed to you <laughs> can you get on a cycle and can you pedal if you can do that let's 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 start and i'm like come on the 550 kilometers or 10 days break it down 50 kilometers a day hmm that's, that's not much you have all day to do it and you have full support while you're doing it hmm. and i'm like even if you do say 400 kilometers which 400. is better hmm. which is better zero never knowing or doing 400 you have started from the start line you have done your progress <laughs> absolutely anything is hmm. better than zero right and the other thing is i'm like who do you have to prove you don't mm. have to prove to the world you don't have to prove to anybody do it mm. for yourself that's the reason why i don't believe in any kind of competition we will never tell you who's done how many kilometers we don't measure it mm. because that's interesting because that's that's unhealthy mm. i'm yeah. like the reason you should do it is only because it makes you feel good mm. you push you push against yourself and that's what you better your own self yeah. 
absolutely i'm not going to give you a medal at the end of it please if you're coming mm. for a medal or a, <laughs> a certificate don't come and that is what and, uh, endurance sport is all about it's about uh, challenging yourself absolutely bettering yourself i'm like come back the next year i've gone seven mm. times now mm. come back the next year there's always next year maybe you'll do 450 next year mm. come back to the third year and we'll do 550 mm. but if you're going to do it because you want to tell people hey i did it and blah blah blah, blah mm. uh, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons mm. and and people come people like like there's a blind girl who who we've been working with for the past 3 years uh, she's 21 years old uh, from lay she wants to summit everest so we're training her mm. and i'm like anu if you have to summit everest we really have to work hard mm. and we we have a goal so we'll work towards it it's not like you want to summit everest and uh, you 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 want to do that tomorrow mm. it's a process and it's the it's training process mm. correct so it's, it it might take 4 years right so we have trainers and we have all kinds of people who are training her and guiding her and coaching her and achieving mm. the smaller goals that help you get there mm. but uh, now now she has a whole team of people around her mm. including one of her allies who was in delhi with her and now she's moved to us and uh, uh she she told anu why don't um, why don't you come out to the us and was sponsoring her entire ticket wow and everything unfortunately her visa got rejected oh, oh. but uh, okay. here's a girl from mm. remote ladakh region mm. really really disadvantaged getting a chance to go to us that's amazing and simply because they became friends mm. because they cycled mm. with us um mm. christine and anu cycled uh when we went to your mysore to uti and back okay mm-hmm. and they really became close friends and and they didn't touch great so i have one many question. many yeah. many such stories you know so mm. it's just like that that nikit came in touch with us through cycling through yeah. manali to khardungla and uh, well it now he's become an iron man i'm sure mm. there'll be more 100% and uh, people like you have become an example for others who thought that it can't be done but now they have the photo in front of themselves uh, i'm a guinea pig <laughs> <laughs> oh yes i read that on your website <laughs> so i'm the official guinea pig mm. so i just have mm. to try it for myself because um, mm. again we we believe in very high standards mm. of safety and our, mm. our protocols are very high and risk management training the 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 coaches and people right. and all of that so so yeah i have to put money where my mouth is and mm. do it myself mm. to say that it's possible mm. i can't mm. say it's possible unless i haven't done it myself or at least i i don't believe in that right and there's mm. more fun in enabling others to do it there's no mm. greater joy you get to see when you get to witness change and transformation yeah. It's, and with that you, and, and with that you have also made a long list of uh, in tick marks in your in the bucket list <laughs> that, yeah that's that's uh, <laughs> that that those are the perks check mountaineering check all oh, this lots check. more to be done yeah, there's lots more there's lots more yeah. but uh, me now now at this stage in life I, mm. i i get more joy out of enabling others to yeah. to feel the same joy and transformation and and just really? helping them fall in love with mm. nature and the outdoors and themselves and mm. i think there is nothing more satisfying than to be a witness to yeah that that's just yes. amazing so devanchu you have enabled so many people to take on their own challenges and uh, you know to see the best in them was there anyone who helped you or was a role model or was a support system that has helped you or were you self motivated since the beginning you get influenced by a lot of things and a lot of people and i've mm-hmm. read a lot and inspired by a lot of people i have great parents um great family support which which i'm really really privileged because many don't have that fortunately my parents and my family is very very supportive they don't come in my way rather they they trust my decisions Mm. So that's a huge plus. It's it's really it's really very hard because you you are the assimilation of a lot of things. Yes. 
and it doesn't happen one day you know it just mm. it's it's not like some lightning struck me and suddenly uh, voila mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a work in progress right i, I have good days and bad days and it's a mm. work in progress and you mm. really have to keep at it you really have to keep at it and you really mm. have to keep challenging your irrational beliefs and thoughts mm. and keep asking yourself that uh, mm. well where is the evidence just because you believe it so uh, doesn't mm. make it so and you got to keep working on yourself so it's it's a constant work in progress not yeah. that uh, I'm, I'm successful all the time i mm. i really do have shit days but uh, yeah i just mark the good days amazing if i have more more good days than bad then i'm i'm good mm. and mm. it's okay and it's okay it's okay to to have bad days mm. this whole you know, forever being happy you know i'm not on some excess uh, pill that i'm going to be forever happy and always mm. happy you oh, god that's so much pressure it's impossible in the today's time yeah and, and but but and you get bombarded no with it isn't yeah. it mm. and you get so much bombardment that oh you need to be happy in everyone the whole pressure on being happy mm. as detrimental it's it's counterintuitive you you get more frustrated and sad and uh, mm. feel awful that you don't feel and then you kick yourself for not mm. feeling happy and then it's a vicious cycle downwards how can i so, not be happy <laughs> yeah and then you go to facebook and guess what yeah. <laughs> you see all these happy photographs and and <laughs> it, it's funny to see the that the output looks good but what's on the behind is awful <laughs> yeah but nobody's asking that right mm-hmm. when mm. when i'm feeling sad and i see other people happy and putting all these nice photographs i feel mm-hmm. even worse it's a vicious cycle and then i have nobody to talk to yeah from this and, i can say one thing the, don't take social media seriously oh absolutely uh, if possible just get off it <laughs> it is impacting your mental health it mm. is impacting your mental well-being uh, yes. it's impacting the kind of time you're spending so what are you surrounding yourself with mm. and mm. Uh, how you feel about it yes uh, be mindful you you're aware that you're doing it for because it's it's part of your job mm. and that awareness is important that distinction right. is important right so you were a techie before you became a clinical psychologist what's the story I'm behind still a techie <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, i started that my techie, career from technology can, okay okay not it doesn't go mm. so i do a lot of diy even now and uh, mm. i dabble in technology i dabble in uh, um, mm. ai now ai ml because uh, mm. i used to be doing uh, some bit of man machine interfaces okay. uh, way back then uh, we didn't have the word ai ai back mm-hmm. then uh 25 years ago um mm. and also the kind of stuff we did we didn't have the hardware yeah. to run it like if i had to run it i would need a truck doing the computation behind me but all of that now is you know and all that computation can happen on your smartphone so it's come a long way but uh that's when it started and uh mm. i used to be in web and communication technology and man machine interfaces so it's continued and i continue to dabble in electronics and tech a lot so a lot of my free time doing some of the other diy stuff for um, yeah and you're also practicing clinical psychology yes yes although i i practice more of positive psychology now uh, mm-hmm. i work more in the space of proactive intervention uh, okay. and well-being because um, i worked in clinical settings but i realized that you know most of the people i met in the clinical setting mm. um they did when they come to me i i I asked myself that you know what am I doing we're really treating symptoms mm. and the question I asked myself is how do you reduce illness the only way you can reduce illness is by strengthening wellness how wonderful and yeah. that changed my perspective because then mm. I said then I then we need to work more proactively we we need to address and and meet people before they become sick mm. and th- there are lots of beautiful stuff in in mental health and psychology which can mm. be applied to people's lives and 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 they wouldn't reach that stage of mental illness mm. but um, uh, most people don't have access to it and again there is a lot of stigma but uh, how do you make it such that people it's more acceptable how do you make it more in the form of positive psychology so yeah. you can make it relatable to people's lives make it more application oriented so i work more in that space 
coming to a concluding side according to you what are some of the barriers be it physical or uh, be it for a mental disabled uh, disabled person mm-hmm. what are some of the barriers that are present right now and needs to be removed asap some three barriers that you can name off the easiest are physical barriers mm. because that's something we can do but to do that we mm. need a fundamental shift in our attitude and this is with respect to inclusion yeah i didn't mention that mm. yes so the two barriers really are physical and, and attitudinal right mm. and and if you take care of the attitudinal barrier the physical barriers will disappear mm. so there really is just one you take care of the attitudinal barriers mm. and once you take care of that because honestly we we have enough and more laws mm. but those laws are not practiced in the spirit of things mm. and those laws are not practiced because of attitudinal barriers true so it's it's not that we need more laws mm-hmm. we definitely need implementation of those laws that's Absolutely. for sure as a, as a right mm. and it should be taken but the right implementation spirit. yeah it should be done as that it's everybody's right mm. not because, as uh, charity yeah because we have a show on mental health the so show where it's been extensively discussed about the mental health care act which was uh, mm-hmm. pu- published in 2017 and its That's implementation correct. is nowhere to be seen even close yeah. by uh, the P- persons with disability act uh, mm. was done in 2016 mm. and we are far from implementing mm. and and again in india uh, there is a very big fundamental problem there that we don't have data hmm right so if you if you look at uh the 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 government's data the government says there are like 26 million people with disability in the country hmm 26 million people is what i can count on my fingers yeah <laughs> that's 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 totally not hmm. the right number if you look at who yeah who says that any developing country roughly 15 to 20% of its population has disability hmm and and that is a more fair number and again it comes to denial that aisa ho nahi yeah. sakta ha huh. lekin if you create budgets hmm. for 26 million when actually there are 200 million it's hmm. never going to be enough yeah and there's a huge policy failure hmm. so what should be done is it charity should we make some noise uh, or someone needs to take it on their own arms yeah. so there are th- three levels of change one is at policy and legislation right so mm. so that's one level of change mm. uh, the the other level of change is advocacy mm. and the third level of change is civic or social change mm. all three are important however from my perspective the longer term long lasting the more meaningful is social change civic change mm. because then people don't ask me what's the law for this yeah you know ceos or people don't ask me what's uh, what does the law say or do i have to you know do this mm. for the law mm. um they do it because that's the right thing to do yeah it should not And be out of fear correct mm. so it should be because it's the right thing to do yes and they do it because they really believe in it and they become champions and and i think that is a more long lasting more pervasive more deep rooted mm. change mm. however i don't deny that there is legislation and policy is very important to protect the rights mm. uh, of marginalized groups it gives them a certain voice uh, it gives them certain privileges and certain rights which is very critical to not get marginalized even further of course yes. activism is an advocacy because you need you need people to do that too so mm. it's different le- different approaches mm. i work at the civic and social change level there are people who work at advocacy and activism and there are people yes. who work at policy and yes. you need all mm. and it is a it is a concerted effort it is a concerted effort and there's a long way to go and and now with with the virus um, uh, it's been a real real challenge because any community that's marginalized gets further marginalized true so all the work that we put in the five year mm. we really believe that we've gone back mm. 50 years it's going to take a long time for these conversations to come back, back. to mm. where we left off mm. because now everyone will talk about economy 
economy and everybody now who's going to talk about disability employment yeah. when there's so many mm. able bodied who are out of job mm. they're already 25 million people out of job and they're willing to do it um, mm. who's going to talk about disability employment yeah and 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 that was a huge huge impetus we had we had great great traction there um mm. like just between jan and feb in 40 days we had placed 38 people with disability wow. and then we just crashed Mm. So what's the and way? And sports is going to take like like sports also is going to take a long time to come back. If True. it it probably will be amongst the last things to come back to mm. normal. So mm. if we've had to suspend our operations, there is no choice. There is mm. no choice. I mean, it's again, it's the right thing to do. It's a responsible thing to do because uh, we understand the implications of it. However, yes. uh, from 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 our standpoint, it it really has put us back a lot. Mm. So yeah you you it's it's like a house of cards you start all over again. Yeah. What's the way forward now? What what are what are the plans? Yeah you start all over again. You keep chipping away. You keep chipping away. Mm. And uh yeah you, it's 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 really like that that you got to keep at it and mm. it's sometimes uh two steps up and four steps behind. Mm. Uh but uh, that that's just the way it is. Um, suck it up we got to do that but of course whatever happens is for good and it will huh, it, i don't it had, know it has a sparked no, a conversation no. right uh, but we don't know see good and bad is a value judgment yes we don't know because um what's good now may turn out to be bad later yeah and what may seem bad now may turn out to be good later mm. like when i went blind Uh, I thought that was bad that was bad. Mm. But today I think that was that was good. So we don't trap ourselves in these value judgments of good bad right and wrong which is say well it's happened. This is mm. what reality is. This is what it is. These are the facts. Mm. And we just pick up the pieces and start all over again. Mm. And uh, keep at it. Absolutely. Thank you Divanshu <laughs> great chatting with you thank and, you uh, Ron thank you hope really we get to together oh yes thank lovely you chatting me. with Divanshu <laughs> a lot of insights that i have received today and i'm sure the listeners might have taken some great points from this conversation and have found it useful uh, i hope to have you once again on the show chatting more about inclusion inshallah and uh, to all our viewers uh, uh, listeners Ramadan mubarak Yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, to all our listeners, uh, Ramzan Mubarak, and uh, I, I look forward to speaking to you more. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you found this episode valuable, and if you have liked it, do write in your thoughts in the comments below, or you can mail us on bonjour at eplog dot media. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast Being the Change on your favorite podcast apps we are available everywhere you can hear us on eplog.media our website and also on Jio7 Apple Podcast Google Podcast Castbox Hubhopper Spotify and many more Stay tuned stay subscribed I'll be back with more such inspirational content that will spark a thought in your minds Till then goodbye